Welcome to Star Techies, my way to the world of technology. I'm Kristen and I'm the Communications Manager at Anishio. Today we're joined by Paulina Olsen, the CEO and co-founder of Peppy Pals, a series of award-winning games, ebooks, movies and activities designed to teach children about social and emotional intelligence. So let's go straight to the interview. Now she's been praised by the king. She's been named as one of Sweden's top young leaders. And as I said, she's the CEO and co-founder of one of the world's most successful social entrepreneurship companies, and she's just 27 years old. Um, so we're going to be talking to her all about Peppy Pals, and this is definitely a career journey that you will not want to miss. Hi, everybody. Nice um, to meet you all. I also want to add to the list that I'm also human. Uh, <laughs> it sounded very like, wow. <laughs> um, but yes, um, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Peppy Pals, and we develop digital and playful experiences that teaches kids between the age of two to eight about social and emotional skills. Um, and for those who doesn't know what uh, that is, it's everything from being able to label your emotions and dealing with those, um, to collaborating with others, to feel empathy, to make responsible decisions and really deal with the things that um, happens in life. And these skills are critical to our future success. And it's also one of the most um, sought after skills in the future workforce. So it's, it's really essential for every child to grow up practicing these skills just as math or coding is. It's very exciting. We'll definitely go into Peppy Pals more and exactly why you started it and the like soon, but let's start with your background. Now you studied um, Bachelor of Economics at Gothenburg. So why did you first, uh, why did you pursue this area of study? Um, so to be honest, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I graduated high school when I was 18. And what I did know was that I really didn't feel like working or taking a gap year because I didn't know what I would do if I would take a gap year. Um, and it felt like, well, studying is always a good option. Um, so I applied to different um, well, business schools because that was something that I was interested in learning more about. Um, and basically, yeah, started in Gothenburg and didn't really come across anything that had to do with tech until during my master's degree, which I studied in, in Copenhagen. Um, and then it was more from the angle of um, entrepreneurship and you know, running your own business. And I really didn't think that creating or um, yeah, developing games would be something that I would get into. But um, I heard about the idea of Peppy Pals, which comes from our founder, Rosie. And she really wanted to create a bridge between kids and adults in talking about these important skills like empathy and emotions. And from a personal point of view, I had seen how much pressure that was put on my peers during my studies. And I also have um, family um, that have gone through quite severe uh, mental health problems. Um, and I felt very incapable of helping um, both family members and friends. And I realized that these skills are essential um, for all of us. And it's a lottery, which ones that, you know, deal can deal with the challenges that were met by and those who can't. 
And when I heard about the idea, I felt like, oh, I just want to do something around this. So I reached out to Rosie um, and yeah, basically that's where it took off. Um, I didn't really see myself as going into the tech industry, but it is really um, in the tech in industry. And um, that was something that I never imagined when I applied to business school. <laughs> So how did you go about reaching out to Rosie? I think your story could really inspire others. I think a lot of people find it very difficult to reach out and make that initial contact because it can be quite a scary thing. Um, so I'm strongly a promoter for just being curious and reaching out and talking to people because, you know, there's no danger in doing so. And the worst thing that can happen is that someone will say, you know what, we don't really need support or I don't have time to bring in, um, in this case, an intern, because I said, I'll happily work for free, um, just if I can do anything, because it's a wonderful idea. And I had heard about it from um, this accelerator program uh, called STING, Stockholm Innovation uh, and Growth. And that was through my bachelor thesis, actually, that I found out about it. Um, and yeah, so I think I just, I was just curious to learn more and I just Googled and um, when I got Rosie's attention, it was basically one of those um, movie scenes almost where I emailed her on a Sunday evening. I was out picking mushrooms. 20 minutes later, I got an answer and um, it was basically saying, hey, can you Skype in 30 minutes? And I was like, oh, I like this girl. <laughs> She's uh, fast and uh, determined to just act on uh, e random emails because my, my email must have been random. Um, and uh, yeah, we talked the day after. And since then, which is five and a half years ago, we have not been able to uh, not work together or uh, yeah, spend our days together. Obviously, this is an area that you're really passionate about. Would you also encourage others to take the time to really discover what their passion is and how this could translate into a career? Yeah, so looking back at where I was when I reached out to Rosie, I was really um, in a situation where all of my friends and peers were starting to apply for different jobs, and most of them were within FMCG or like big corporates, you know, Ikea, H&M, uh, McKinsey, like all of these big famous names. And um, I really felt that it was not something that I was enthusiastic about. Um, not saying that I, you know, wouldn't encourage anyone to apply to that, but I really didn't feel this urge and passion. And I felt that there was something unexplored in another area, which wasn't what the majority of my friends did. So it was kind of scary to go against the crowd in a way um, and do something different. But I really had this gut feeling of, and also like an inner compass guiding me, like this is what I should do. And I really encourage everyone to listen to their inner voice and it doesn't mean that you have to know exactly what it is I didn't know it would be working with game development and kids and emotional intelligence um, I just knew that it wasn't uh, going into uh, big corporates and then I just you know 
follow that um, inner compass. And I strongly believe that you have that within you. So just be brave and listen to that and don't follow what everyone else does just because that's the easy way or that's the comfortable way. Okay, so you met Rosie five and a half years ago. You Skyped and you immediately thought to yourself, oh, I really like her. So what was the next step for you on your Peppy Pals journey after this initial meeting? Um, So I still studied and for me it was important to finish my degree. Um, So I always have that as a fallback. And for Rosie it was also important to just, you know, have... Uh, she encouraged me to do that. And um, uh, we also uh, yeah, tried and make the setup as good as possible because I was living in Copenhagen and she was in Stockholm and the team was in Stockholm. Um, so I flew back and forth a little bit and I also worked remotely. Um, now with Corona, everyone is working remotely, but um, that was new to me. Um, And we basically started with me working part-time and then, you know, I just got so into the business and she really, what I really, really admired with her is that she really believed in me from day one. And she really encouraged me to, um, yeah, do new things, everything from creating pitch decks to investors, to um, learning Photoshop and uh, posting on social media about our brand. And I had only been working for a month. So I was like, oh, but I'm not, you know, I don't know everything about emotional intelligence or peppy pals or anything, but um, she believed in me. And I I think everyone should have a person that believes in them, um, which is something that I really want to encourage in in the team that we have now and also the people that I meet. Um, And yeah, after six months or so, I... Um, finished my degree and started uh, Peppy Pals full-time and could say, yeah, I had probably worked full-time already prior to that, but <laughs> officially full-time. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's how it all got started. Besides you and Rosie, who else makes up the Peppy Pals team? Um, so Peppy Pals has evolved a little bit from when we founded it and where we are right now, um, obviously, because we've been going strong for, for a lot of years. Um, so now we have uh, me and Rosie, we have uh, developers, and we also have consultants that come in if we need animators or um, our psychologist is also um, on a consultancy slash volunteer basis. Um, and that's because we're not focused on creating a lot of new content right now. Whereas when we started, content was key. So then we had um, illustrator, um, lead designer, developers, animators, all working full-time and they're all co-founders. But as the company evolves, it became more important for us to focus on growth and marketing and getting the brand out there um, and not so much on development. because if you look at the, the kids' media industry, it's um, kids love to consume the same content all like over and over again. <laughs> so we, um, yeah, we paused that for a bit, um, but now we're slowly getting back to producing and developing again. Um, so we might hire or work with more consultants going forward. So back when you were just a small startup, what were some of the challenges you faced getting the business off the ground? Talk us through your startup journey. 
Um, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> um, as an entrepreneur and founder, you really have to have a strong belief in your idea because you will um, be met with a lot of challenges, everything from funding to cutting through um, the noise and like getting your product out there. It is tough and it is challenging and it's not something that you do over the course of a week or a month or a year. It takes several years um, and it takes commitment and passion. Um, so I don't, yeah, challenges, it's been everything from being two female founders talking about emotions and kids and trying to raise money to, um, competing about space in an industry where Disney owns 90% of the market, um, and getting your brand out there to educating sometimes um, parents in what emotional intelligence is because it's a fluffy new concept. It's not as um, straightforward as math or language. Um, so yeah, it's it's been uh, quite a lot and business model as well. Um, you know, a lot of iterations. Um, but I think what has, like what makes us stand out is the fact that we all really believe in the change that we can make through our products. And we really believe there's a need for this. And I think this year, or maybe even last year, but especially this year with everything happening in the world from Corona to um, the election, to just seeing how diverse the con or the nations are becoming, the more people realize that we need empathy. Um, it's been lonely or emotionally challenging working from home and you need to deal with your emotions, not only as an adult, but if you have kids at home, explaining to them why they can't see their grandma, friend, um, or why they all of a sudden need to uh, be at home is a challenge. And realizing that, you know, to be able to foster a future generation that is more kind and more human, these are the skills that we need. Um, so I think five, six years ago, we were ahead of the industry, but now the market is slowly realizing that um, this is needed. Mm -hmm. Now you're speaking about a belief in yourself. As I said before, you're only 27 years old. Did you find when you were first starting with Peppy Pals that you really had to prove yourself? There might be a lot of young people that feel like they're not being heard by the older generation. How did you sort of push through those barriers? Well, did you have those barriers? <laughs> first of all, perhaps you didn't. Um, no, I did. And I think a lot um, is in here, to be honest. Um, I still have doubts sometimes um, where I feel I'm just... Um, a normal young girl, which I am, but um, there's nothing bad in that. And something, it's something that's inspiring. And, you know, seeing young people is inspiring for the, the older <laughs> generation, if you may call it that. But um, I really, yeah, I've, I've felt when I've been in rooms presenting Peppy Pals or pitching to investors that I'm only 23 years old and I'm trying to sort of um, educate someone that is 
older than me as well as um, try to be professional and try to convince someone um, why they should, for instance, invest in me, that I have felt um, I've been met with skepticism. Um, and um, in the end, I really think it it is in my head. And what I've come back to um, every time is really to believe in myself. And when I believe in myself, that will shine through. And the confidence that you built within you, um, even though a pitch in your head might have gone wrong or um, you feel like what you wanted to say doesn't didn't come across in the way that you had thought it would, um, that's you criticizing yourself. No one has said that. Um, and you can learn from that, but you should learn by boosting yourself and building your confidence. Because um, I believe every young um 18 year old or 20 year old, 25 year old, they are our future leaders. And that's what the people in the room that you might think is criticizing you or uh, yeah, looking at you with skepticism is thinking or should be thinking. And if they're not, then that's a shame. <laughs> then they've missed something. Um, so yeah, but it takes time to build that. And you need people to surround yourself with people that encourage you which Rosie really has done with me. I was about to ask if you have any sort of tips for people about how to build self-confidence, but perhaps it is just to surround yourself with a very supportive circle to start with at least. Um, yeah, and be curious and ask, like there are always things that you can improve and confidence in, is built through failures. So celebrate failures and confidence is built through or by um a willingness to evolve and develop and really put yourself in situations where you feel a bit uncomfortable because when you manage those situations or when you succeed, that's when you build confidence. Was there any particular time during the Peppy Pals process when you were building up the business that you sort of doubted yourself and how did you work through that? Was there times that you felt really tested? Um, yeah, and I think what really helped when me and Rosie, you know, we got um, several no's from investors or we applied for grants that we didn't get or, um, yeah, we tried to pitch a, a partnership with a client and they turned us down in all of those moments. It is a roller coaster and we were able to pick ourselves up by either you know, we never had a, a dip at the same time. So it was like, maybe I went home and I felt, oh, this went so awfully bad. And, you know, we're two months, we only have two months runway and I don't know what to do. And Rosie would be there and like, like, come on, like we got this. And this just means that we're destined for something else, which we, we were at that point, but sort of like giving each other a boost. And when she was in one of those pitfalls, I was the one like, hey, come on, let's keep running and we're onto something and look at um, what we've accomplished. And I, in my darkest moments, I always think of the impact that we make with Peppy Pals. And um, I've said it before, like if it's 
if there's one child that I know we're impacting, if one child is playing our game or app or watching our TV series or um, reading our, one of our books, then I know there's one child that will grow up with more skills or tools in his or her backpack to be able to deal with life. And that's one life saved um, in my view. So that's what I always tell myself when I'm in that uh, rotten uh, place. Uh, but I also allow myself to be there. So, you know, things will be tough. And that's all part of starting your business. Okay. Well, here's a positive question then. What were some of the key highlights of the, of the process when you were starting your business? What was one of the first, like, oh my goodness, or, or, it's oh working, it's happening moments? Um, yeah, you get um, adrenaline kicks from a lot. Uh, <laughs> everything from um, just, yeah, getting a grant or signing a partnership or um, seeing a peak in downloads all of a sudden. And, uh, but I think that there are a few really big highlights, like getting our TV series on Via Play. That was huge for us. Um, and it was really um, such a great collaboration too. Um, and yeah, we're, that was huge. And that's three years ago. And then um, another like dream come through, through and like something where I still have to pinch my arm is when um, Lego reached out to us and said, we're setting up this venture arm that will invest in companies going beyond the bricks and looking at what skills we'd like to uh, teach our kids um, through play. And one of them is social and emotional skills. And you seem to be in the forefront of this. And this is about two and a half years ago, um, which eventually led to them investing in Peppy Pals. And I still can't believe that they're um, our investor and a partner in our journey um, because, as I said earlier, there had been an, a lot of no's prior to that uh, and a lot of like, oh, I don't know if I can do this another uh, time around. Um, but um, apparently that was worth <laughs> all of the no's were worth it because um, we ended up with probably the best partner one could have. Um, so that's also a big highlight um, and all of the people that you've met, like social entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs and just how supportive everyone is of one another and how open you are to like sharing your network or sharing your um, pitfalls and like, um, yeah, just learning from each other. I think that's, it's a really nice community that I'm so grateful uh, that I've established and also know and I I'm happy to share um so you'd say it's a welcoming community for teenagers that are watching this now thinking I want to join the Stockholm startup scene mm -hmm. because you know it's, it's quite a hot area the Stockholm startup scene is very well known throughout the world mm -hmm. how would how would they take that initial step step what what recommendations would you give them um so when I started looking into the startup field, I just Googled the different programs that exist, like incubators, accelerators, looking at the companies that had been part of that and reaching out to the people there and saying, um, you know, I'm not sure now with Corona, if there are any event, events, but just um, yeah, reaching out and see if you can join one of those or 
Um, there are a lot of Slack uh, channels where you can just post and say, hey, I'm interested in this area, if it's um, marketing or if it's um, developing development or if it's just, hey, I don't know, I just want to get to know someone that's working within education or finance or health or uh, climate and um, just intern a day. Um, and I think by interning or um, perhaps writing a project for a startup, you learn a lot about um, yeah the startup scene and um, don't be afraid of asking for help. I think that was something that I was a bit hesitant with. So, oh gosh, can I really reach out to this person or can I ask for an introduction to that um, man or woman that I don't know and like, um, there's nothing scary in that. Um, people will answer. And um, yeah, as I said earlier, the worst thing that can happen is that you get a, a no or a later. Um, and yeah, just ask for help. I think that's good. As we previously discussed, you have a background in economics, not in tech per se. Um, but Peppy Pals is a company with a large tech component. Did this feel quite daunting to start with and you felt the need to hone your tech skills? Um, yeah, but I also um, allowed myself to be naive and not really knowing what coding was or is sometimes still. Um, I mean, we're always experimenting with new technology like emotion tracking or augmented reality and there are certain things that I don't need to know and where it's good that I am naive um, and I, that I don't come from a tech background and there are um, other areas where it's good for me to at least have the basic knowledge and then again I ask um, my team members and developers like can you show me or how complex is this? I don't know how this function, will that take a week? Will that take a month? Um, is that something that is challenging, new, like just getting the context that I need? Um, and then obviously throughout the years I've been working with Peppy Pals, I've learned a lot and can navigate the field better now, uh, but I really didn't see it as a, a negative thing, not knowing uh, anything about tech. Um, that's, you know, I, I, I talk about finding your genius and your genius is something that you really enjoy doing, something that you're really great at and something obviously that is needed in the, the company um, or the field that you're in. Um, and you shouldn't spend time on the things that isn't your genius. Sometimes, you know, you you'll have to do certain tasks. But for instance, coding for me, it's not my genius. It's not some, something that I'm great at or passionate about. And then that's something that someone else should do and something where I should empower and encourage that person and learn from that person. And whereas I have other abilities that um, they can learn from me or that I should pursue because that's what I'm best at um, and that's what make up a great team. Now Peppy Palace has books, soft toys, songs, uh, its own TV series. Why did you initially decide to create the app, the game app as a base for Peppy Pals? So the thing um, 
as I mentioned, Rosie, the founder, um, when she got the idea, she based it on her experience with her own two daughters. And she felt that they were playing a lot of games, um, a lot of games that were very stereotypical, like putting makeup on Barbie dolls and horse games for girls. Um, and she could see that a lot of boys played a lot of shooting games or racing games. And she really felt the frustration that, you know, we should use the power of games to something more meaningful. And we should use it as a tool where we can bridge kids and adults. So we invite adults to be a part of kids world because you know, games and apps and um, the digital play is here to stay. So we can't say, I don't want to be a part of that as an adult because it's new and I've never grown up with that myself. We have to take the step into the world our kids are in and try and help shape that world into a kind uh, inclusive community with the products that we put into that. So um, that's when she thought like, okay, and she also had a, a, an idea that she wanted to um, teach kids these skills. And she had a hard time knowing how to explain empathy for her daughters or how to talk about emotions in a fun way um, and in a more concrete way. So that's when um, she thought of the idea of how hard can it be to, to gamify emotional intelligence. Um, and that was quite naive because no one had done it. Um, and when we launched the first app, we were the first ones in the world to do it um, without using language and um, instead use a lot of visual stories and based on our five characters that kids um, got to know through the stories. Um, and I think that's what made the foundation. And then as we have grown the company, as you mentioned, it has evolved into a TV series and into books and more of like a holistic way of looking at learning and education for kids. And that was not something that we planned when we started. So when we started, it was the idea and vision of, you know, becoming um, the next, uh, one of our role models were um, Toka Boca, which was a very famous kids app developer and still is, um, that Bonnier um, found or not founded, but like um, funded. <laughs> and um we really saw them as like, okay, we want to become the toca boca for kids focusing on emotional intelligence. So just not um, play and like um, like their apps, but really having a niche. Um, but it was very costly and time consuming developing games and apps all the time. And you also listen to the market where, you know, the age group that we're targeting, it's great to combine physical and digital for a, a better learning experience. And they are consuming different digital media like TV series and games. So we really wanted to make sure it became a 24 seven concept instead of just being, you can play with Peppy Pals app for 30 minutes on a Saturday. Um, so yeah, that's how it all came about. <laughs> so when Peppy Pals was launched, it was a completely new innovative concept, the, the merging of tech and emotional intelligence for children. So it's certainly not a stretch to say that it was a completely niche area. So how was it received by the market? Was there some confusion when it originally launched or was it immediately embraced? 
Um, no, so I would say that we were met with a lot of praise and love from the market. When we launched the first app, we were featured by Amazon and Google worldwide. Um, and Amazon even sent a film team to record um, a story about us um, because it was it was very innovative and new. Um, and what we didn't expect when we launched was actually that a lot of families with kids within special needs like ADHD or autism, they were really, really like praising the app because they had lacked, there, there wasn't any tool talking about emotions and they have more difficulties in like learning to regulate emotions. But Pepe Pals is for all kids. So we've never intended to just focus on a certain specific target group in terms of um, yeah, special needs or not. Um, and all kids can use it. But that was something that was very surprising and um, very um, uplifting in a way. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, throughout our time, it's really just been met with love and Rosie's story as a founder is also unique and our um, collaboration is also very unique. Like I, she's, I don't know how old she is now uh, or young she is now, but uh, she's over 50. And when I joined, I was just 22. Um, And she's honestly my best friend and my partner in mind and in crime and in business. (laughs) And we work so great together, which is quite rare. So that has also become an inspiration and a story, which I think, um, yeah, a lot of people can can learn from and also be inspired by. So where's Peppy Pals going to from here? You've got a lot of new developments. You have a, a collaboration with Coop, I believe. Yeah. Is that right? So what's what's on the horizon for Peppy Pals? You've already gone and done so much. What's next? <laughs> It's a, yeah, it's a very exciting time to be in. And I think um, what's really motivating me to continue um, running the business is that we, we've successfully built an IP around these characters. And as you mentioned, this year we have a big uh, collaboration with Coop and developing an augmented reality app in um, their stores that is piloting right now in certain stores in Stockholm. At the same time, we've also gotten a lot of um, external requests from companies, um, everything from Kahoot to Lego, um, and where they are looking to implement social and emotional learning into their experiences, um, and where we are seen as experts in the field. And that has opened up a new um, business area, but also possibility to impact millions of kids So we're slowly um, setting up an agency as well. So we have our own IP and we have our agency that is supporting other brands in developing similar experiences, but with their characters or with their um, IP. And and that's super, super exciting. Um, So one of the campaigns that we've been working on with Kahoot, for instance, is developing quizzes for um, teachers, over 6 million teachers that um, in school is, um, yeah, having lessons where they have kids answering quizzes through um, their platform about emotions and about certain uh, problems or like um, topics that they encounter in school. 
And with Lego, we're working on a, a digital well-being and um, being kind online campaign, um, which is super exciting. Um, so things are evolving, and I'm I'm we've always been just following the market in that sense. Mm. Sounds like you're really using technology to really change and impact the world in a variety of different ways. So extremely positive. Mm. Um, now, I mentioned before, um, speaking of your individual achievements as well, that you were praised by the king um, and you were recognised for having worked with value-based leadership to teach children about soft human values and empathy using technology. So can you tell us about the moment when you, you realised that you'd won uh, the king of Sweden's Young Leadership Scholarship? Um. Yeah, so that that was a very special moment for me. Um, I, as I mentioned earlier, have all, I, I still have doubts, but at that time I doubted that I was an inspiration and a leader in any sense. And when I at first got a nomination for the award, I figured like, okay, this must be Rosie <laughs> that <laughs> nominated me. And then I asked her and she was like, no, I, it wasn't me. And um, I was like, oh, wow. Then someone that I, I'm not aware of has seen me somewhere and nominated me, which was, yeah, the first like really aha moment for me. And, and um, it made me think about my leadership and also realizing that you don't have to be a leader at a big company or um yeah, having 40 years of experience to call yourself self a leader. Um, you as a person and everyone listening to this, we're all leaders and it's a matter of how we show up as human beings, as a friend, as a partner, as a colleague. And in doing so, we're leading and inspiring other people to act with the values that we do. Um, and apparently I had managed to do that with one person and then I applied or not applied, but I um, answered the questions and there were interviews and tests. And um, eventually it was just 10 that um, were um, selected as like, these are the candidates. And then that trickled down to um, four of us um, getting the, the award. And that's still, um, yeah, like a, a moment where I just, my jaw dropped in a way because um, I, it shifted my perception of myself and it really boosted my self-image. And what I really want to um, use my voice for um, after having um, experienced that is that it shouldn't require the king of Sweden to have someone realize that they're a leader by just leading by example. And just because I got the award, it doesn't mean that, and everyone listening to this is not a leader. Um, and that's what I try to exemplify with my value-based leadership, for instance. Um, so leading with um, being humble and caring, um, leading by being brave and like, as I said, going against the crowd when I was studying is being brave. Um, we all do something that is brave on a daily basis, I believe. Um, and um, just acting on my passions. And I believe everyone can act on their passions. Um, 
and in doing so be a leader. Thinking about bravery and self-perception. Now you did, uh, you went to Australia, to Macquarie University. Um, did that challenge you? Did you really find out who you were being in a, a strange country? Do <laughs> you think that really made you grow as a person? Being, being down under. Uh, as an Australian, I want to, what did you think of Australia? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Um, I lived in Sydney for um, six months and it was during my bachelor's. So it was an exchange semester. And that was the first time that I really moved far, far away from my family and friends. And that was the intention. So I really wanted to take myself out of my comfort zone because that's, um, as I said earlier, when you build confidence and you realize things about yourself and you get to know new people that um, have become your best friends. I'm still like one of my best friends from Sydney is still one of my closest friends, um, even though she lives in California. So that was, you know, they, they, it gave me a lot of um, perspective and it also made me realize that, um, yeah, we all come from such different backgrounds and there's something wonderful about that that we should appreciate, which is why I, with Peppy Pals, really enjoy teaching kids about diversity and inclusiveness because having an openness towards people was really key in my experience in Sydney, being curious and getting to know other people and appreciating their differences and asking questions to learn about their culture and not just having prejudice and saying, no, I'm just going to hang out with Scandinavians because I could have done that too. <laughs> um, so that was great. And then also just for the first time doing something on my own, um, it made me grow 10 centimeters taller um, and just yeah, really made me believe more in myself. Well, you've given some really good life advice in general. When some of the students are picking their subjects for, for high school or for university, is there any advice you'd give them just about that choice, about career choices? So what I would have wanted someone to tell me if I put myself in the shoes where I was that and probably where a lot of you are, I would have encouraged you to think like, what do I want to do and not what is cool and what does everyone else, uh, what is everyone else choosing or doing? Um, but really ask yourself what what's important um, to me and what do I want to do? And in answering that question, you might find yourself at a state where I really don't know. Like there are many things that I could think of and, oh, geez, what will be right or wrong? Um, and that's where you should stop yourself and think that there's not a right or wrong choice or option. Um, and sometimes you might um, open a door and start studying or take a gap year or choose a course that you feel like this wasn't really what I wanted. And that's great. Then you know that that's not the road you want to go down. And then you just change. You can always change your mind. And in like just taking those small steps, you learn a lot about 
your inner passions and your own inner compass. And what's most important is that you learn to listen to yourself and believe in like pursuing your own goals. So um, you don't have to make the choice seem like if I choose wrong now, my life is over. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's only the beginning. And sometimes there's a quote by Winnie the Pooh that I really like. And it's like, when you're, it's something like when you're not sure um, where you're going, um, I just stop and then it comes to me. Um, so you really don't want, you really don't have to know um, because you have a stronger inner compass and just believe in that good things will happen to you regardless of the choices that you make. Amazing. And you even used a Winnie the Pooh quote. Fantastic. <laughs> I don't know exactly what it is. I, I want to find it now because it's really good. <laughs> I love Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> You can't go wrong with Winnie the Pooh. Okay, I think we probably have some questions from the audience now. So let's see what people watching want to know about your journey. Okay, a question from Maria. Uh, if you could choose a peppy, uh, peppy pals <laughs> animal, which peppy pals animal would you be? Right, so this is actually a great question because the uh, different animals, they have different personalities and different traits. Um, so Gabby the rabbit, for instance, is shy and sensitive, but also very warm hearted. And um, whereas Reggie is more outgoing and adventurous and ends up in tricky situation. And I've always said that I'm I'm a mix between Sammy the horse, who's um, very loyal and wants everyone to just um yeah, be friends and he's very supportive and listens. So he's a great listener, which is some of my um, core strengths, I think, as a, a person. But then I'm also a bit like um, Gabby, um, which is um, I have been very shy as a child. So if I was four years old today, I would pick Gabby, um, whereas now I'm perhaps I've evolved into a Sammy or uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I would pick those two. Those are my favorite. And how do you think you evolved from, you lost that shyness and involved into Sammy? You know, I try and ask my parents that question every time <laughs> I meet them. But, um, I think just having an encouraging, supportive surrounding, um, that told me that it's okay to fail and, um, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations is good. And um, even if it means that you're um, yeah, taking baby steps, then those are huge steps for you. So uh, try and, and celebrate that and not compare yourself to others. Um, and yeah, there's nothing wrong in being Gabby either. No, that's true. Definitely, there's definitely nothing wrong with being shy. Okay, what has been your biggest win so far? Ooh, win in terms of life or business or you I guess do, that's you an interpret life and business. <laughs> interpret it as I want. Um, I think 
meeting um, Rosie. It's going to sound like a cliche, but um, that's my biggest win in life. Um, we have so much fun and we have taught each other so many things. And I couldn't like imagine life without her. Um, and then from a business perspective, I think the moment that um, we found out that Lego decided to, or Lego Ventures decided to invest in our company, um, paired with the many testimonials that we get from parents and the moments when I see someone, uh, a child playing Peppy Pals and laughing and just, you see the power that is within the scenarios. Um, those would be the biggest wins in, in business. Let's see what the next question is. What is the difference between an entrepreneur and a social entrepreneur? Good question. So the difference, um, my personal opinion, is that a social entrepreneur is focused on solving a problem in the world that um, is either tied to the sustainable development goals, uh, which could be anything from uh, peace, climate, um, education, health, um, and yeah, there are many um, goals, 17. So it's something that is improving the world or the society or having a positive impact in a person's um, individual's life. Whereas um, an entrepreneur could be someone that is setting up a business without having the intention of doing so. It might still lead to a positive impact, but um, or it might not. It could just be someone that is founding a business that doesn't necessarily lead to um, a better and not perhaps worse, but just, yeah, a business. <laughs> For someone starting their first company, what would be your biggest tip? Um, ask for help. You will and also embrace um, being humble. So you will wear a lot of different hats and you will do um, some shitty work in terms of like the tasks that you perhaps don't find um, fun at all. Like um, if you're not a, a numbers person, then sitting with financial forecasts will seem like a nightmare um, and in those moments ask for help because you will um, be surprised over how much help you could get and be curious to learn from others um, and in the same time you can also um, share learnings if you're if you love sitting with financial forecasts or if you're great at social media or creating content then that's something that you can um inspire and teach someone else. So um, it's a give and get uh, kind of thing. And then another tip is um, just get going. It might sound like the average tip, but sometimes when you start running, um, you will come to a crossroad where you will learn more things. And like, as you run, your company grows and evolve and your normal or um, initial idea might not be what you end up like with Peppy Pals. We just wanted to create mobile games, but it turned into an IP and now even a consultancy um, 
helping other brands. And I didn't know that five years ago or six years ago. Um, so you don't have to have all the answers and all the, um, even if you think you have, they will change. Is Disney one of your dream partners? Um, <laughs> yeah, it would be wonderful to work with Disney. Um, they do amazing work and um, they have friendship and kindness in corporate into their brands. But I believe there's a lot more one can do with intention um, in the characters and the content that they create. So, um, yeah, it would be wonderful. Is there any specific milestone you are looking forward to reaching or looking at achieving? Oh, great question. This was a while ago I thought of this. Um, I would love to work with like a global um campaign or partnership on a long-term scale it could be it could be Disney it could be UNICEF it could be um yeah a big brand where we are impacting millions of kids in areas where you might not really um have easy accessibility to these skills so um, perhaps more remote areas or something where I believe um, it could be refugee camps or something where um, kids are going through strong emotions where I believe we can have a massive impact. Um, that's one thing that I would um, see as a huge milestone. Um, and then another milestone would also be the day where I um, leave the role as a CEO to another young, aspiring, um, maybe female, <laughs> could be male, but um, someone else where I can see Peppy Pals and the company we've built um, continue to live on and really um, have its its own legs, but where I feel like um, we now have the team where everyone should be able to present Peppy Pals, but where I feel like it's now grown into that company where I, I don't have to be a part of it, even though I might want to, but um, yeah, that would be a, a great milestone as well. And when that moment happens, where do you think you'll be going after that period? Do you have anything in mind? Or you haven't thought about it yet. It's not. It's not on the very near horizon. <laughs> well, I'm. Um, I'm a strong believer that my inner compass will know where I would go next when I'm at that um, time or at that um, stage in life. Maybe becoming a mom. That could be something. <laughs> mm -hmm. Definitely. Perfect. Well, that was the last question. So thank you so much for your time and sharing your extremely inspirational story. I know you're very humble, but I, I think <laughs> you've had this incredible career journey um, and you really should celebrate that. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And if there's anyone um, wanting to ask more questions off off this talk, then just send me an email to paulina at peppypals.com or add me on LinkedIn or, um, yeah, 
wherever you find me <laughs> and um, I'll happily answer or just yeah give a piece of advice if there's anything I can do. Perfect. Thank you so much. And you've already given so much wonderful life advice already and a Winnie the Pooh quote. So what more could we ask for? <laughs> <laughs>